This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This, this is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. It is the Go Birds Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook, the Parks Picks Pod, talking about day two of mm. Eagles. Tra- oh, Eagles training camp. Mm. Mm. Well, James, I like the battle. Like I- you like that? Yeah, yeah I'm uh, you know, I'm about to. Yeah, it's. A, I have a microphone in front of me, so I guess <laughs> yeah, it is you're, you're about to drop me a verse. Is that the point? Yeah. No, nah, nobody wants. Did that. you write nobody this, or is this all. freestyling right here? Like, what? What are we getting ourselves into? Oh, I can't even imagine me trying to freestyle. I feel like back in the day, I definitely would have tried. Like I was, I do still like rap, but I was super into rap back in the day, like in seventh and eighth grade. So I can only imagine the embarrassing things I My probably would have tried. My name is Elliot and I'm here to say, I yeah, cover the Eagles like and I, yeah, that kind of thing. It'd be good. Um, one year at high school, we had like a base, a charity. It was actually, it wasn't charity at all. It was a softball game between like ninth and 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And the name on the back of my shirt was Enes. Oh, was like, buddy. This yeah. guy. This is what, this is what you're dealing with in high school. High yeah. school, Elliot. Oh man. Um, but <laughs> what I was going to say before we got off on that tangent. Yeah. Well, you, you went, uh, up, and I had to react. Yeah, you had to. Um, as I said on the pod yesterday, my favorite thing about training camp is the roller coaster. And I had to be honest that yesterday was a down day. Good news, Mr. Seltzer and all the Jalen Hurts fans out there. Today's an up day. So I'm excited to uh, excited to talk about what we saw from the offense today. All right, let's dive right in there. I mean, you can't tease that and leave it. We'll get to everything else. But, you know, the number one story. And it was funny because I saw like a couple people tweeted the pod like, Way to defend Jalen Hurts after a crappy day. And I was like, did you listen to the pod? I was like, yeah, I thought I was Elliot, pretty critical. Elliot kind of crushed him. Like, I was the one defending him. And even then, I was like, I just don't care about day one. Not that I, you know, am defending the performance. Right. So, anyway, I thought you were pretty hard on him. I'm intrigued to see how much better he was today. How did Hurts look? So, he didn't get off to the best start, to be honest. And I'll I'll be be real. After the first team drill, I was like, oh, boy. Like, this... <laughs> 
my entire offseason might have been just a massive mistake. But he had a <laughs> where he's really struggled. Like now that I've seen him, I think he's at like almost 50 reps in team drills. Now that I've seen him more this year, where he has struggled is it seems like he's trying to decide between running and throwing. And when he decides to throw, he's like, I don't know if he's not setting his feet because I don't get to watch the replays, but I'm guessing what's happening. He's not setting his feet because he's undecided, indecisive about what to do. Cause he's had, had some really ugly throws like on the run where it looks like he's about to take off. So today in the first team drill, it was the fifth, fourth play of the day. Um, he was in the pocket it, there was pressure. He stepped up. It looked like he was going to run. And then he saw Zach Ertz. There was nobody in front of him. Really no reason to throw the ball other than just to, you know, get the completion. And it was, Zach was about, I would say eight yards away and Jalen just sailed it. Like it was probably three yards too far ahead of Zach. So that was his ugliest play of the day, but he really did calm down after that. And I thought he looked much better in the pocket today than he did uh, yesterday. And I want to have a discussion once we get over the details about like how they're using him, but I thought he looked much better in the pocket today. Well, that's awesome. It's good to hear. And again, that's why you know I didn't want to overreact too much to one day, the first day and all that. And it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. We have not gotten the chance to see Jalen Hurts in this type of setting before getting the first team reps and seeing how much he grows, right? You know, I mean, we've only gotten to see him step in in the middle of a hornet's nest of a season with a right. hornet's nest of a quarterback situation. We haven't really gotten to see him go out there and have a team to to train with, to get ready for a season with, and to learn an offense and get better and better and better, hopefully, right, in it. And to your point, I do think that that something you brought up that Baldy said on the midday show that you know, we I, I want to circle back to because I do think it's important. It was was that Baldy said that Jalen Hurts said that the only time he's ever really been coached in his whole life, or at least his whole like co- you know football playing career, was at Oklahoma. It was when he finally the one year he was at Lincoln Riley, he felt like he was really coached and developed. And and yeah. as we've talked about Sirianni, I think you know if nothing else, so the 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 detractors out there, I think even would have to admit. That in terms of a teaching perspective, like coaching people up and stuff, it does seem like that's something that is a strength of Sirianni. So um, I'm I'm excited to see how he develops. Obviously, there's so much potential there. I want to see how it progresses over this training camp preseason, you know, kind of uh, period, so to speak. Yeah, and so much time, too. Right. Like we're on the second day of training camp. We're not even to game one yet. And look, I admitted, like I said, at the beginning of the pod, I'll say it probably every pod during training camp. I like the roller coaster. I enjoy the highs and the lows. So I'm admitting that I'm overreacting. But the reality is, you know, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of time left for Hertz to develop. Like, you know, if we get to week seven or eight, you know, I think still then he, he would be given some time. But but back to the details yeah, he's of He's played today. four and a half games in the NFL. And one right. of them, like four really, I forgot to get pulled in the last one. So really four games in the NFL, if you take that first half, he came, or second half that he came in for Wentz, and then the half at the end of the season, and the three in between, he's played four games in the NFL. Right. And this is his second training camp practice as the starter. So, um, but today, like I said, I thought he was way better. Uh, the play of the day, without question, uh, he dropped back. It was in seven on seven, so so no uh, no lines in there, which is noteworthy. But he, he dropped back. Um, Devontae Smith beat Steven Nelson down the sideline. We'll talk about Devontae. He continues to look just uh, absolutely amazing. Um, he goes down the sideline, probably about 40 yards deep. Hertz hit him absolutely in stride, just right there. And it was a perfect throw. And I think it kind of showed that, like, where Hertz is struggling right now 
it's not that he can't throw. It's not that he's not accurate. Like he has those skills. I think he's still just getting used to like being a pocket, being in the pocket in an NFL pocket, right? Like feeling the pressure, when to step up, when to take off, when to take off, but then pull it down and throw. Like that's where a lot of his mistakes are being made. And that's where a lot of them were made on Wednesday during the first practice. And on Thursday, there were a lot more times where, and I think it's because the offensive line had a better day. He had cleaner pockets. And you can see that when he has a clean pocket, he delivers a great ball. And the Devontae Smith one, again, no pocket there, or no no pressure and no lines. But it was it was a just a perfect throw down the field. He throws a very nice deep ball. I mean, you saw that last year with the touchdown he had to Deshaun Jackson. He hit, he hit uh, Jalen Rager, I believe it was, down yep. the left sideline. Yeah, so he he does throw a nice deep ball for sure. Yeah, no, and uh, again, like to your point, there's so much time for him still to develop. And look, we acknowledge we're both excited for Hurts, but we acknowledge he might not work out. But but you don't know yet is the point. Like he de- he deserves yeah. a chance here to develop and see what he turns into because physically he has all the attributes you want. He can throw deep. He's got a strong arm. He can obviously is super fast. It's it's the reps. It's learning what to do in these situations. It's knowing, like Elliot said, all right, this is a spot where I should I should hang in there and I should deliver it, or this is a spot where I need to take off and not being too quick to take off, not going too quick through his progressions and, and deciding to run too quickly or not going through his progressions, all those things. And we still need to know that he could do that at the NFL level. Obviously, that's still a question mark as – you know, we see him get more and more games against complex defenses who are game planning for him and all that type of stuff. But I think, like, to Elliot's kind of point that he keeps making is the idea of, like, in terms of, like, natural abilities, he's got it all. Like, he can right. succeed at this level if if the other stuff plays out the way we hope it does. And And it's going to be up to the coaching staff to initially figure out what he's comfortable with, what he can do well until he improves at other aspects of his game. And, you know, it's just one practice to the next, but I did think you, I I saw at least a little more today of them moving him around. And I don't know if that's just coincidence or not, but he definitely rolled out more today. He had three, what looked to be called quarterback runs where he was never going to throw it. He just took off. And I think that 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 might be what their offense is early on, Uh, especially, look, the injuries, we'll talk about it, Brandon Brooks left practice, Isaac Sayamalu did not practice, so we'll see what the offensive line is, but I think they're going to move Hurts around quite a bit, and then today, as I mentioned, he had a, a, you know, the poor throw at the beginning of practice, he had the touchdown, after that, you could really see him get comfortable, I think he, I have him down as completing eight of his next nine passes, Uh, he had a nice one, like, not super down the field, but a little further down the field, probably 10, 15 yards deep uh, to John Hightower, that was really nice, he hit Goddard, Uh, Arcega Whiteside caught both the passes he threw his way today, so it's a step in the right direction for uh, my hyphenated (laughs) friend, but um. (laughs) Yeah, look, I, I think, and one thing I heard, I heard this about Hertz last year, was in college, he was a better game day player than a practice player. And I can see that, like, it kind of fits his mentality. You know, if you told me that about, like, Nick Mullins or somebody, I'd be like, I, I guess, if that's what you're going to tell me. But but with Hertz, you know, because we do talk so often about how he's a competitor and how, you know, from the shoulders up, how much you like who he is just as a competitor and his mentality. So I could see him playing better on Sundays. And I think... Today showed that like once he feels like he's going, he does, you know, he, he improved. And like I said, eight of his next nine after that touchdown were completed. And the offense definitely ended on a better note. Like the first practice and a half, the offense just wasn't that good. They they like I said, they struggled in the red zone yesterday. Today they got off to the slow start, but 
they had two really nice drives. I mentioned the touchdown to Devontae Smith. After that, the next drive, Hertz was three of four. Um, and then the drive after that, Hertz was one, two, three of three with a quarterback run. Um, so yeah, they they got things going as the day went on. Love it. I love to hear it. And and to your point about um, Hertz and the idea of of him potentially being better on Sundays than practice. I mean, that's not a crazy thing. I think there are a lot of players who are like that who just have a, the ability to turn it on. And and look, yep. and obviously training camp, as we've talked about a million times, the Patrick Robinson. We should just call it like the Patrick Robinson rule, right? I know. <laughs> it's like let's not get too far on something like that because this guy could come out and end up being, and obviously quarterbacks, different position, all that. But um, all right, let's get some other players. Uh, you mentioned him. I think. You know, most people's favorite eagle, Devontae Smith. Uh, he's looked as as good as advertised. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can just see why he was super successful in college. And obviously, he's going to have to take the next step in terms of competing every day and every snap against NFL players. But he's winning at the line of scrimmage uh, today. I think he was. I'm almost positive it was Darius Slay. He was uh, matched up across from. It was 11 on 11. This at the snap, he beat Slay, got wide open down the middle of the field. Hertz had already thrown the ball to their side of the field. I don't think he missed him. I think it was just a quick design play. But yeah, Smith got Slay at the snap and got open. And then the touchdown that I talked about to Steven Nelson, like he had at least, I would say, a step and a half on Steven Nelson. And I think we talk so much with Devontae Smith about like his hands, his his release, his ability to keep his feet in bounds, like his size obviously gets a lot. But he's fast. Like he 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 can get down the sideline. Like he looked faster on that play than Rager has, you know, as, ever since I've seen Rager in an Eagles uniform. So I do think like the deep if they if, if they if they give Hertz a clean pocket, I do think Smith deep is going to be able to stretch the field. He has that type of game because he can win at the line, and then he does have the speed to get deep. Um, he also just catches like everything thrown his way. Uh, I think there's been three passes that that were targeted him, but they were just defended. Like they weren't dropped or anything, but like every pass that he's gotten his hands on, he's been able to, to, to hold on to like, even in individual drills, just his ability to like keep his feet in bounds. You can tell he's like always thinking about it and he's still able to make the catch and it backs it up. Cause at Alabama, he had, you know, seven drops and you know, three fifty targets or whatever it was. So Obviously, we knew his hands were good, but he looks as good as advertised. And it's training camp, all those things, but you can definitely see elite traits with him. Whereas with Reger last year, even though my overreaction on day one was he looks physically like a combination of Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson, and clearly that didn't pan out. <laughs> but you never really saw, like, just like physically, that's what he looked like. But in terms of on the field reps and stuff, I don't think he. He never looked as special, I think, as Smith has already looked. Yeah, I'm so excited, man. Uh, I'm like, I'm so excited to have this guy here and to watch him play football. And and it is, look, we've talked about it a lot, but, but you know, with Sirianni and Hertz and Devontae Smith and, and, you know, these guys kind of at the forefront of this, while it may not be, you know, oh, Super Bowl and that kind of stuff, I, I do think there is a, a a fun kind of fresh newness to this whole feel for this Eagles team right now that, you know, especially after last season, I know it's a one-year blip and they had made the playoffs all these years before and all that type of stuff, but, but after last season and just how awful and exhausting it was, not just how bad they were, but just how exhausting that season was, mm -hmm. how it just felt like it was never going to bleep an end, Elliot. Uh, you know, I think just I'm really excited about this to have guys to be excited about, to have like a, a youthful, energetic, exuberant coach here and, and just have a different, a totally different feel. Carson gone, Doug gone. Let's start new. Like, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. And I, look, I, 
I think people should be. Like I said, I think I think this team is be better than people think, and I think there is an excitement with that. Um, another thing, I like this is my new take on the roster, at least what I think their biggest position in need is. I think they need to sign a veteran receiver. Just just looking out there at their receivers, like I said, Smith has been very good, but Quez Watkins has not practiced either day because of like he's trying to pass his physical or something like oh that is how the team phrased it. It's very weird. I mean, you would think you would hope at least he's a guy that wouldn't have trouble passing like his endurance test. So mm-hmm. hopefully everything is okay there. And all my years of covering the Eagles, honestly, I can't remember a time where a player has been at practice two days in a row, but unable to practice because of a physical. So hopefully everything is okay with him, but he hasn't been practicing. Greg Ward took some snaps today, but has missed the first basically two days of practice. Um, Jalen Rager has not practiced yet. Like there's another one that's down. So when I look at the receiving core, I do like the idea of young guys getting snaps, but ultimately the the week one starters like can't be Devontae Smith, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and John Hightower, which is like who was out there today. I mean, I'm looking at Michael Walker, the receiver they signed from the Jaguars, and I'm thinking like, oh, maybe he'll make the team. And then I follow that up in my head with, well, that's a major problem. Because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's really not somebody you want making the team unless it's like a special teams guy, right? So... I think that they should bring in a veteran guy. I think it's worth helping the offense. Ultimately, I don't think, you know, it's not going to be the difference between them making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, but I think it'll make Hurts' life easier. I think it'll make Sirianni easier to, like, have receivers he can depend on because Devontae Smith, barring injury, looks like a receiver that he'll be able to depend on, a guy that he knows will get open each week, a guy that he can trust, but they don't have another guy like that. They have tight ends, but that's just not the same as an outside guy. So I think that that to me, now that they've signed Steven Nelson through the first two days of practice, I think a veteran receiver is definitely their biggest need. Yeah, that was when we talked the other day about the roster and after the Nelson signing, the you know, lack of obvious holes in the starting lineup. That was the one I brought up to you as well. You know, pretty pretty clearly to me, the biggest need is mm-hmm. that outside wide receiver spot, especially because we don't know if Jalen Rager is any good. And, you, you know, in terms of being in the slot yeah, or healthy, you know, in terms of being in the slot, too. So. Um, yeah, I think that could be a really big need. Look, Ertz, if if Ertz ends up being here, like that's a spot where this is actually pretty valuable. The idea of like you're talking about a veteran presence out there, a safety blanket, someone who can kind of calm things down and give Hertz an opportunity to make some easy completions because of good routes, because of good hands, because of all that stuff. Um, veteran savvy. Like I do think, you know, the more and more we get closer, the more I feel Pretty good about Zach Ertz being on this team. Well, it's team. interesting. It's interesting that one of Howie's reasons for keeping Ertz was that they have a young skill group, and that obviously Ertz can be a mentor to them. And I think with Goddard, that's true. They have Tyree Jackson, who had another good day, who's like literally learning the position still. So that's a good mentor for him. But as you look around each room, there's mentors in every room. Joe Flacco, we can debate the signing, but like he is at least an older guy. Whether he'll be a mentor, I don't know, but there's certainly experience there. Uh, at every room they have it, except receiver. Like there's just not a veteran in that receiver, receiving core. Um, so even if you're bringing in a guy, and I have to go through the free agents, I can't imagine there's anybody super appealing out there. I even at well, one point yesterday thought well, about, about Alshon Jeffrey. That was like, no, no, no. no. Well, take a, you already went through the, the free agents? No, I did not. All right, pull no. up the free agents while I say that everyone needs to download the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. If you have not downloaded the Parks Sportsbook app, I don't know what you're doing. You've listened to this pod. If this is your first time listening to this pod, hello. Download the Parks uh, Sportsbook app. It, we've had such a blast betting on sports with this app, betting in every way you can think of, parlays, props, teas, especially parlays, props, teasers, <laughs> and so much more. Live in-game betting a wild ride. You can bet on 
everything baseball, football, football futures. We're really going to be diving into over-unders, uh, who's going to win it all, all that type of stuff, and individual player stuff as well. You know, you can bet on yardage totals, and you can bet on home runs in baseball, and you can do it inning by inning and all this, and it's fun, it's easy to use, intuitive. Elliot, maybe, I mean, uh, you know, maybe you could even bet on who the next Eagles wide receiver is going to be, right, Elliot? Well, after this list, you'll be able to, you know, hopefully we'll get the park tap. <laughs> yeah, on, I don't right? know if you can bet on that, but you could definitely bet on the over-under of six and a half. And as they keep adding to this team, Elliot's going to get me closer and closer to put some shekels yeah, down slowly, on that. I am, I am, there. I am right there on the over. Like, I was already at six, seven. I think seven firmly there, but, and, and maybe... Maybe an add and a win as we get closer. Elliot's trying to get me in on all of it. And you can bet on their chances to win the division, which, again, I don't think they do. But in terms of odds, they're the best odds. In terms of just, like, best bet, it's right there for that. You can do it all with the Park Sportsbook app. And you can follow them on Twitter, at Park Sportsbook, a brand-new account that tells you everything going on with all kinds of bets and options there. So check that out as well. And here's the deal. If you're a new customer, you can sign up right now and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Your first bet is risk-free up to $500. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, lay the list on me. All right, so before we start this, I'll put two caveats. One... I have no idea what's going on with these guys in terms of like maybe they're injured, maybe they're not. So if we say a name in, in your list and you're like, oh, he has a torn ACL, like my apologies. <laughs> two, two, it is not an impressive list. So obviously, if you're not a free, if you're a free agent receiver and you're not signed right now, like not a good sign for training camp. So all right, here's the three names that stuck out to me as veterans and just guys I recognize that you at least used to be good a little bit. All right. Yes or no, James Seltzer, Kenny Stills. <laughs> how I was, many, how I was many, surprised he was available. How many times have we talked about Kenny Stills coming to the Eagles? I feel like for so many years that name's been out there. I mean, I don't think he really fills the role as much, but yeah, sure, I would take a shot on Kenny Stills. He's fine. So last year, Kenny Stills, 10 games, 11 catches, 144 yards. I feel like he was suspended. Was he one of the Texans players that was suspended? I think suspended? he might have I don't... been. I can't remember, to be honest. Maybe. All right. And then, so, I mean, look, he's definitely a veteran, 177 games in the NFL. He's been really good. I mean, he had yeah. never topped a thousand yards, but he's been over 500. He's fine. A bunch of times. You know, it's fine. Used to be right. Yeah. Only 13 yards of catch last year. I think of him as a deep guy. Yeah. He I, was probably, I, I, I probably will rescind my in on Kenny Stills. I don't know if he's much better than what All we right. got. Well, if you're not in on him, I think I'd rather play Travis Fulgham. Okay. Next one. This one, I would almost bet my life. I know what you're going to say. Golden Tate. Yeah, very, very, very out on Golden Tate. All right, out on him. Okay, way oh, out. So I, Light years out on Golden Tate. I Googled Golden Tate, and it says related to Golden Tate was Alshon Jeffrey. So maybe that's just a, a sign that they shouldn't go down that road. All right, this one hasn't had the career everyone thought, but I think like it's still in my head a potential guy, even though this is his sixth year. Marquise Lee. I always like Marquise Lee. I feel like he's had like a trillion injuries and has never really been yeah. able to stay on the field. But I've always liked Marquise Lee just as a player. I think he might be more of a slot guy now, too. I'm not 100% sure. But either way, uh, probably no, based on the, the body at this point. Well, he had a surprisingly big year last year. He caught three whole passes for 18 yards. Oh, so, you know. what a year! <laughs> Was the Patriots, yeah. I think, and signed him last year, right? 
No, it was, I mean, maybe at some point he was on the Jack. So actually, he didn't play in twenty twenty. Yeah, I think he the Patriots signed yeah. him and then he didn't play. But anyway. Yeah. So those are the three names that stuck out to me. Probably oh, wouldn't God. sign him. All right. So yeah, just Look, let's hope Travis Fogum doesn't suck. That's my, I guess, the plan. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that uh, if you trade Ertz, and we've talked about the Deshaun Watson stuff, but if you trade Ertz, like maybe you use him to get a receiver. I I think they could really use it. Just just watching the roster so far. Um, okay. And I don't, I don't disagree that they definitely need a, you know, wide receiver is the biggest need on this team right now, I would say as well. All right. Um, anything else stand out before I ask a couple specific guys, anything else from today's practice stand out? Um, well, the injuries obviously are a big deal. Um, Brandon Brooks leaving practice. They said it was a hamstring. They were looking at his hamstring, and it was precautionary. So I will say watching him walk off the field, he didn't look to be, like, concerned or in pain. And I don't mean to say he wasn't taking it seriously, but he was just, like, talking. and He just looked fine walking off the field. I even thought he would return to practice, and he, he didn't. But I think precautionary, like, I'm fine with them doing that with Brandon Brooks. Honestly, I get that you need snaps for continuity, but part of me is, like, just – don't play any of the offensive linemen until week one. Like they've played together enough. They're veterans, all those things. Like maybe you're just better off not doing that. Um, but I'm, that's not what they're going to do. So the Brandon and Brooks the left injury, tackle I would say spot, obviously you need to, to get those guys and figure out who's going to get that job. Yeah. So, but uh, that was a big one. And then also McLean just tweeted this, which is interesting. Although he then deleted it. He said Ooh, that uh, Jalen, Jalen Rager is slowed by a failed conditioning test <gasps> and the loss of a, and the loss of a close friend. So, obviously, it's sad. Oh, that I guess well, that's sad. But the conditioning test. Not seems, great. I mean, what's going on with the Eagles? It's receivers well, he these deleted it. I wonder why he deleted it. I'm intrigued by this. Um, maybe he had a typo. Who knows? Yeah. Well, but this so. is live, basically live podcasting right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, look, you know, uh, uh, that's tough. You're, we're, you know my my thing. They're, the athletes are humans. I, yeah. Breaking news. Uh, um, that's so tough. if he's a fact, that's tough, but the conditioning test, you know, and look, maybe that one is because of the other, uh, I guess potentially, but you know, if he's out of shape, that's obviously a concern, you know, if you're, yeah. to, cause look to your point there, we, we, we talked about how important that outside receiver slot is because we're hoping that Jalen Rager is going to be better in the slot and be a valuable or at least serviceable option for them. Like, he might stink. Like, you and I both, if we're betting, like, if we're putting it to, this is the Parks pick spot after all, if we're putting shekels on one side or the other, does Jalen Rager have a quality NFL career? You're damn well betting that I'm betting on the no in that one. I just would be. I would I would be rooting for him, but well, if I had to bet like, money, yeah. I would bet against him being a successful NFL player. It's not ideal he's missing these first two days. So here, here's the McLean report. It says, the second-year receiver was listed as having lower body tightness, but there was another reason he was limited at practice. He failed Tuesday's conditioning test, Come NFL on. sources told the Inquirer. The injury happened as a result, but Rager also wasn't physically or mentally ready to pass the test, sources said. The recent murder of a childhood friend has weighed heavily on the 22-year-old, and the Eagles believe it affected his readiness and performance at the start of camp, a league source said. So obviously that's very tragic. Yeah. If so. Yeah. So yeah, you can't. Goddard, apparently Goddard didn't pass it as well. Like, oh what is this God. conditioning? Well, good. You know what? I like that. I like that Sirianni's being tough with these guys on a conditioning test. Don't just come in with some BS conditioning test. Like, come in ready to go. I, I don't. 
Yeah. I, the competition isn't playing around, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? And, and it's funny because it, to, to kind of parallel it with the, the Joe Judge-ness happening this week, uh, for those who didn't see the Kelvin Benjamin report, we're basically yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. Who's a real a real dysfunctional organization. Got cut by the Giants and then basically just comes out and uh, earmuffs shits all over Joe Judge on his way out the door, like just took a giant dump on Joe Judge. Um, saying what a what a bush league coach this guy was. Didn't even look at him. Didn't even talk to him. Didn't have anything to like. Didn't want him there. Like basically, he called it a hoax that they even brought him in there. All this stuff. And look, Kelvin Benjamin, you know, take him for take him or leave him. I don't know. But I do know that I, I think that the way Sirianni's going about the disciplinary type stuff, I think is much smarter with today's athletes than the way Joe Judge has gone about it. That's all. Yeah, and they seem to like him through two days. Lane Johnson talked today about how he's been impressed so far with. Sirianni. Well, I feel I like Sirianni- Lane Johnson might literally go to war for Nick Sirianni if he were asked to. Yes, he is Team Sirianni. Oh, he's uh, like a, the Mister Sirianni cheerleader. I love it. Lane is. Uh, Lane brings it. Sirianni, I guess, set up this thing where each day, and Lane didn't explain the scoring system, but I guess like either the offense or the defense wins the practice. So I imagine it's a lot of different things, like how their team drills work, all those things. So the defense won on Wednesday, which was not surprising watching. I thought the defense played way better. And Lane said he thinks the offense won Thursday. And I would not be surprised if that was the case. Like I said, I thought Hertz was better throughout the day. I thought especially later on they came on. So, I mean, Lane sounded into it. Like, it sounded like it was kind of, you know, getting them going a little. So it does seem like the players are picking up to this, you know, all the competitions that Sirianni's putting in. All right. Uh, anyone else flash before I get to the one last thing that I have? Look, I think Tyree Jackson had another good day. I really do think they should keep him at this point. Um, Miles Sanders has looked good running the ball. Goddard was a little more involved today. I think I had him down for for two catches. Um, let me see who else stood out. Trying to get, I mean, Nick. Honestly, this sounds silly, but like Nick Mullins has looked really good, and he's he's playing with third teamers. So, but he's, and he's going against them as well, but I think he's looked really good. I think him having down for like 16 or no, 17 of 18 so far with the touchdown after practice, um, they called the whistle, the team huddled and then the third teamers and a lot of the, honestly, a good portion of the roster, like just kept practicing. They like just did seven on seven drills in, in, uh, the end zone, um, or the red zone. They, I saw the offensive line was working. And during that session, Nick Mullins was one, two, three, four. He threw five passes. Four of them were touchdowns, and one was Devont- to Devontae Smith. Smith made a really nice catch on the goal line in tight coverage. So uh, Nick Mullins has been very good. Like, you know, if, the, if Hertz isn't playing, the season's basically over. But you could convince me to say that Mullins is, like, just as good as Flacco. Nick Mullins, I've, I already said he's as good as Flacco. I said he's better. I like Nick Mullins. He might be. I like him better than Flacco. All right, last thing. Uh, Brandon Lee Gowton, our good friend, uh, tweeting yes. out, and I guess it was from the Stephen Nelson, or should I say Stephen, press conference. And I don't know if you saw this as well, but I saw Elliot uh, Brandon's tweet when he put it out there. Uh, he tweeted out, Nelson says he prefers Steve yes. to Stephen. Elliot, I mean, these are the kind of things. This is wheelhouse. This is numbers and uniform stuff and name stuff and all that. This is... Very Elliot Shore Parksy, Stephen Nelson, Steve Nelson. Where do we come down? I mean, this is tough because my dad's name is Steve, and he, oh, he does wow. kind of go by both. Like, but I would say, like for 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 Stephen Nelson, I like Stephen better. I do too. I do too. Yeah, Steve 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 Nelson feels a little short. Steve Nelson you know, just feels like um I don't know like anybody. 
Anybody. Anybody could be Steve Nelson. Steven Nelson. Steven like Nelson's an NFL, a, an NFL player. You know what I mean? I know I know it seems yeah. this seems unimportant and small. It's not. This is the important stuff. If he goes to well, Steve Nelson, we could be in trouble. That's my worry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just thinking about all the people listening to this pod, thinking of like all the great football players named Steve, like Steve Young and I'm sure many others. Steve McNair. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, many, I'm sure. So many. Uh, yeah. Was it Steve two, Atwater? Two very... Steve Atwater. He was a beast. Steve Atwater, yeah. Um, two quick notes. One, Steve Steve Nelson oh. said that he he said, and I believe him on this, he noticed all the Eagles fans tweeting I, at him. I saw and that. It played, and it played a role in him signing here. Do like, you really I believe, believe like, I, So I only saw it in writing. I only saw someone tweet it. Do you really think that? Like, you believe it felt, it felt authentic? Because that feels like such a a you know Bryce Harper introductory press conference kind of thing like just perfect thing to say to the fan base to get the fan base to like you kind of thing so here's how here's how much I think like it could have played a role I think there were teams that were interested he was probably down to like two teams he said I could play a lot on the Eagles all those things like all those mattered more but I do believe that he was probably like man, I feel really wanted there. Like fans are tweeting me all the time. Darius Slay was tweeting me. Like, so I don't think he like turned down more money because of tweets and he's in a great spot here. He's going to play a ton, right? But I do think that, you know, as a human, like I could definitely see him checking his Twitter all the time. He's bored. He's not on a team. And all these Eagles fans being like, come on, come here, come here, you know, come sign, come sign. Like I could definitely see that playing a role in his decision. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, if it did, then you know what? Shout out to Eagles fans. Well done. We did it. It's awesome. We did it. Um, you got any fun? Last thing. Yes. Yeah, la- last thing. So it seems like the Eagles are doing this thing where if you're vaccinated, you wear a green wristband. Although I I, I don't know exactly what the green wristband means. I think it might mean you've gotten like one shot or you're whatever, like you're in the vaccination somehow. And it seems like if you have a red wristband on, you are not. And so on my... Today on my way out of practice, I was walking and I saw a player and I couldn't tell who he was. He must have been like a rookie or an undrafted guy just because I don't know all their faces yet. He was some type of lineman. If I had to guess, he was a rookie defense or offensive lineman. He was sitting outside by himself eating lunch with a red wristband on. And I don't know for sure if it was because of the vaccine or anything, but man, it just looked like such a sad time, especially when everyone's <laughs> been talking at the podium about how fun it is to eat lunch together and live together. And like, if you're an undrafted free agent and you have to eat outside by yourself, I don't know. I think it like impacts his chance. Of your yeah, that is team. tough, man. I don't disagree. That is, that is a tough beat for them. Not, you know, yeah. not great. So I'll, I'll try to be on wristband watch. to see who <laughs> has one, Please. We should incorporate that in our lives somehow. I'm not sure how we can. Everyone, yeah, that's probably a discussion for a political pod. Yourself, <laughs> you know, the wristband thing, but it is interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, mean it's that a, you know, specific. I meant wristbands in some way as a way that, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Uh, all right. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, day two down, day three tomorrow, then day four at the link. So, wow. Be a good time, yeah. Wow. And so what day are they off? Are they off tomorrow? They are off Sunday. So Sunday. They're going four straight days: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And off Saturday Sunday, is and at the link. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. Yeah, Saturday night at the link. So now, I'll go oh, from, so you're from doing the, the radio show? Yeah. Oh, what a day, buddy! It's just nonstop work now for me, but I love uh, it. I'm but happy. that's fun. Everyone, check out yeah. Elliot and Ruben Frank on Saturday, one to three on WIP. I'll be back next week on that show. But obviously, 
Uh, I'll be back uh, this weekend or next week. I mean, and we'll be doing our normal pods. And stuff. I'm just going to a bachelor party, Pittsburgh, going to PNC Have Park. Fun. Yes, when you get older, your bachelor parties are much much tamer. Oh, that sounds so so nice. No, just like you it know. is. I'm looking for, and again, they're, they're it's my brother's friends, but even they're in their mid 30s, you know, so they're older too comparatively to like you know when you're right. late late 20s, getting married, going crazy, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, we're mid 20s. Yeah, no or one wants to do that anymore. It's I want to get a nice I, dinner, and dude, you know, I can't tell you and how much I would rather go to a Phillies game than a strip club on a bachelor party. Like it's like. Uh, eight, I'm sure the queen, the queen would love to hear that. A billion so. times more, I'd rather be at a Phillies game. And you know what? If that makes me old, I'm cool with it. It is what it well, is. Well, it'll be a blast. We're gonna miss you on Saturday, but yeah. it will. I'm sure you'll have a good time. All you'll right. have to update us. Everyone, check out Ruben and Elliot. I'll be back next week. Until then, he's Elliot and James. We'll talk to you soon.